presented by Google. Hey, good morning, playbookers. I'm Raghu Munavalan. It's Tuesday. Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Does that mean Donald Trump is about to make his return? It's your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. The news that Elon Musk is buying Twitter has thrown Washington into a tizzy over one major question. Will Donald Trump return to his favorite social media platform and start tweeting again? As it turns out, no one is more petrified of this than members of Trump's own party. On Monday night, in a series of calls and texts with several top GOP insiders, every single one of them told us that they hoped the former president stays the hell away from Twitter, lest he sink their chances at flipping the House and Senate. Some of his allies even think that a return to his old Twitter habits could damage his own brand ahead of a possible third presidential bid in 2024. One House GP leadership aide who asked not to be named in order to speak candidly had this to say, quote, If I'm a Democrat, I'd pray that Elon Musk puts Trump right back on Twitter. I don't think it costs Republicans the House, but it certainly will elevate Trump's opinions and is going to put Republican candidates and members back having to answer for that. The person added, quote, It's enough to create headaches, and it's enough to probably cost us a couple seats. Some may find this a rather surprising reaction, given that many Republicans have both accused big tech of censoring conservative voices and showered praise on the Musk takeover. But as is often the case with the GOP and all things Trump, privately, they feel very differently. To be sure, there's still a lot unknown about whether or not Trump will return to Twitter. There's the question of whether Twitter will allow it or even if Trump will want to rejoin. Trump said on Fox News on Monday that he doesn't intend to return to the platform and will instead stick to his own social media startup, Truth Social. Here's the thing, though. No one really believes them. Republicans we spoke with predicted that Trump won't be able to resist the urge to see the retweets and likes on his posts, to say nothing of his ability to drive any news cycle with the message to his once 88 million plus followers. Could he stay on Truth Social? Sure. But that platform has been something of a disaster. Trump himself seems to realize this and has posted on it only once. The entire situation is giving those of us who covered the House GOP during the Trump administration a case of deja vu. Back in the day, Trump would tweet something outrageous in the morning, and reporters would spend the rest of the day asking Republican office holders for their reactions. In fact, then-Speaker Paul Ryan was so sick of journalists peppering him with questions about Trump's latest incendiary utterance that he took to denying he'd ever seen them and couldn't comment. He'd say quotes like, I haven't seen the tweet, we'd all rule our eyes. These days, however, it's more than just a pesky annoyance for the GOP, for a while now. Most Republicans and quite a few Democrats have scoffed at the notion that the midterms would center on anything other than the voters' kitchen table concerns, inflation, gas prices, and crime. But if Trump is out there, spewing falsehoods about the 2020 election on Twitter every day, putting his every thought into the ether for analysis and debate, the former president will help at least some Democrats frame the 2022 election, not as a referendum on President Joe Biden, but as a choice between the two parties, one led by Biden and the other led by Trump. One Republican working on GOP campaigns had this to say, quote, he has the world's biggest microphone on Twitter. He could do a lot of good with it or bad. It'll make every GOP politician's life more difficult. That's to say nothing of the nightmare GOP leaders will have if they flip Congress and suddenly have to compromise with the Democratic president on government funding and the debt ceiling while facing incoming fire from Trump online. Brendan Buck, a close former aide to Ryan who remembers the drama of Trump's first two years, had this to say, quote, This isn't going to save Democrats' majority, but it would make governing and passing those big, must-pass bipartisan items all the more excruciating. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 3 p.m. with COVID-19 Response Coordinator Ashish Jha. 
The Senate will meet at 10 a.m. to take up Lael Brainerd's nomination as Fed Vice Chair with a vote at 2.15 after a recess for weekly conference meetings. Attorney General Merrick Garland will testify before an appropriations committee at 10 a.m. CFPB Director Rohit Chopra will testify before the Banking Committee at 10 a.m. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will testify before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee at 10 a.m. The House will meet at 2 p.m. to take up several bills. All right, one last thing before we get out of here. We need your help. Are you heading to a party this week ahead of the White House Correspondents Association dinner on Saturday? We'll be out and about, but we would love to have as many eyes and ears on the ground as possible. Send us the spotted of the biggest names. Who's talking to whom? Which celebrities or White House officials are sitting at which media outlets' tables? If you hear a great bit of gossip or saw something hilarious happen, you can email us tips at playbook at politico.com or just text us 202 556 3307. When you see something interesting, shoot us a text and don't worry, we'll keep you anonymous. All right, for more news on what's breaking in DC right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter. That's at politico.com slash playbook. Our music is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogu Munavalin. Have a good Tuesday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. 2021 was a year of transformation and growth for millions of American businesses, nonprofits, publishers, creators, and developers. With the help of Google Digital Tools, American businesses generated $617 billion of economic activity, like veteran-led Junk Platoon in Oklahoma, which grew their total sales by 10% since April 2021 with the help of Google Ads. Explore how Google is helping businesses in your state at economicimpact.google.com.